you've been in uh, what's what's the town in Florida? Sarasota. Oh right, Sarasota. That's got a, a name that sounds like a good time. It is, and it's got the best beach in the country, Siesta Key. It actually was nominated the best beach in the country, number one. Really? Who, who decides that? The mayor of Sarasota. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> From the smallest room in New York City. He made a great choice. Comes a yeah. show that gives you a reason to live. It's like now, it's Jacksonville. <laughs> <laughs> right next to Tito Barrow. Yeah. It's going to be a nuts uh, weekend, Memorial Day weekend. People going out to the beach, be stacked up, right? Oh, yeah, especially Which one is that going to be? I think it's well, I'm happy we're going out for a party on the island. It's uh, going to be fun. Yeah, we'll go out to uh, the boss's place, the compound. I go out there and play cards sometimes, and that's always fun. And the parties are great. There's always a lot of karaoke going on. I'll sing. I've got my karaoke song that I'll sing. I found a one. You have to find a karaoke song. Do you do that at all? You ever sing karaoke? Yes, I have. And, and, and so you, uh, I don't know what your karaoke songs are. What are they? Uh, I'll do a James Taylor. Oh, that's right. Will you sing? So you actually sing. I've heard you sing. You sing very well. You sang the, uh, my pal. My little pal. My little pal. One man show. Yeah, that was uh, quite a quite a show. I mean, it, you, you really deliver more than, than most people do. Oh, thank you. I think it's uh, I, I forget the title of it. From Brooklyn to Bugs. I mean, from Brooklyn to Bugs. Yeah. Bugs being uh, the bugs, all the bugs you killed. <laughs> the thousands and thousands. Of, I guess bugs. We could go into the millions and trillions and billions and stuff, right? When, you, when, when something wrong happens to you, you wonder if you're being punished for killing God's creatures or something. You think so? Well, uh, you're doing a huge service by killing them, though. Yeah. I mean, that, that's how it seems to me. Like, you've probably saved lives. Oh, we're sanitarians on top of being exterminators. Sanitarians? Yes, we're you're... sanitarians. We write, I used to write sanitary reports for restaurants and uh, meatpacking places. Um, to show them what they were doing wrong. Well, okay. Like, um, you would assist the, the city health inspector? Uh, and the agro-market inspectors to help them get that under control. Agro-market, meaning... Uh, Food the... processing plants. In other words, if they're making sausage, you just can't go in and spray, or you can't... A lot of it's done with uh, alternative methods, caulking, sealing cracks and crevices so the bugs don't get into them. And so the, I guess, rats as well. And we rodent-proof the area, you know, with moldings or whatever we can. Like, it's usually the, the owner of the establishment's fault, though. He always has a space under his door that you can fit your head under. <laughs> and the garbage is always kept there, and he'll always call you up and say, you know, I still have that rat problem. I said, well, you still got the door space. You, know, you uh, can't really um, get... An old dog doesn't to learn new tricks when it comes to the restaurant business, especially people. I, you know, it's th funny. There's a certain segment that will adapt, and then there's some people that are like, "Well, that's where we built." It's it's uh, the equipment is like uh, very much built into the the building and the shit building. like that. You know, like uh, oh, it's been like this for 80 years, and you know, well, you've probably had rats for 80 years. Exactly. And then we used to do stuff like uh, tell them, you know, we'll seal that hole up for you. No, no, we have somebody. We have somebody, and, and that would never get done. <laughs> 
<laughs> because they don't want to spend any money. No, and then I got smart. And then what I told them was, look, don't pay me. You don't have to pay me, but you have to do this, this, and this, and let me take control. Okay. And uh, I can if see they let me take control, them. it worked for them. Right. Uh, and then it worked for me because they would let me take control. And then they would trust you. And then they would trust me. So it was more important to you to do a good job and to set up a, a long-term relationship than to just get paid for every little thing. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Because you make more money in the long run and, you know, you get that back tenfold. God knows. Same way with comedy. you got to do a bunch of free ones. Oh, yeah. Yeah, so you have to so you have to go and kill a bunch of bugs and, and like, sort of, it's like open mic uh, exterminating. Right. <laughs> open mic exterminating. <laughs>
from a you know the Friday the Thirteenth kind yeah, of thing. Yeah, you know, yeah, I, yeah. Like, uh, he's there. He's still there. Yeah, you you, you got to make sure. Well, that's why I mean, cut off his head. Yeah, <laughs> put it on a bungee staff. Yes, <laughs> you put it on a little uh, toothpick. <laughs> Let me say this is an example. Exactly. Sort of like uh, you know, um, I'm trying to think of who did that. I guess a number of people have done that, but somebody was famous for it, Transylvania or something like that, or uh, some, uh, some some kind of house of horribleness. And then you know, like uh, it seems like it's something that goes back in time. I mean, I should look that up. But they had heads on pikes, you know, all the way in. You know, oh yeah, yeah, heads on sticks, yeah. right? To kind of like say, look, this is what happens to people. You might know some of these people. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, but th- times have changed a little. But you know, there's still people. We have uh, the the greatest um, in the internet, uh, binding people all over the world com- communicate instantly. And we can, you know, everybody knows all the, I don't have to give all the examples of shit we can do with the internet, fly to the moon, fly to Mars, and, and we have people cutting people's heads off on YouTube. Yeah. And, and it's, it's the same, it's very primitive, it's, it's, it's a very primal thing, I think. It's insanity, that's what it is. <laughs> mm. Yeah. And then they get mad at the president for wanting to, uh, not wanting anybody in this country that... Uh... Refugees or anything. People have the opinion that we should do that. I, 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 you know, look. I've got my opinions about it. I think better safe than sorry. Uh, does the good of having a lot of refugees here uh, say like, you know what, this country will be a richer, fuller place if we have sixty-five thousand Syrians. Um, does the good of that outweigh the, the potential uh, for, you know, attack, or, or what? But like, I guess I guess my problem with the whole thing is that when they talk about it, they say immigrants made this country great, and they talk about how great immigrants are and everything. And, and I think that Donald Trump, uh, and 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 I, immigrants are great, sure, immigrants. I'm talking about these are refugees. Uh, Half which of them are criminals. A, a kind of immigrant, I guess, but it's not really, you know, that it's it's excluding, uh, the, suspending the refugee program is completely reasonable. All he wants to do is make sure that we double and triple check who comes in this country. You just don't want anybody coming in. That I don't think that's unreasonable at all. Of course, it's not unreasonable. It and but they make it sound like and a then we'll Muslim, pay for their college a Muslim <laughs> ban. Which is uh, yeah, and yeah, I mean it. It is expensive to bring a refugee. I mean, it costs Jeez. a certain amount of money per refugee, and right. and and not only that, but uh, you have the. It's possible they could start uh, setting up Sharia courts as they did in England, and um, then it does become a thing uh, where you're like, well, we don't want that, and that's. I mean, it's it's something. It's a it's a thing you don't want to fight. Uh, I'm sure that they could be set up in such a way that it's legal. Not legal, not legal court, but it can be set up in such a way that, like, yeah, those things can exist. Hmm. Well, look what happened to Germany. Yeah, that shit show over there. And they, I don't know if they really are. They fully acknowledge how bad it is. No, they don't. Sweden, they're in denial. They're in denial. I think Angela Merkel got a huge payoff from uh, either the the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia or. the uh, International Monetary Fund, the IMF, because they're the ones that are shuffling everything around, trying to mm. equalize all the countries, I think. I think that they're like kind of a, they're, they're a global thing. Mm. 
But no, my, my, what I'm trying to get back to, my problem with him saying immigrants is that like, he wants to get rid of illegal immigrants. He wants to get rid of people who are essentially breaking a law by being here. Uh, so stop saying he's, he's anti-immigrant because he's, he's married to a fucking immigrant. There you go. And they always, <laughs> they always use that as an example. To, he's married to an immigrant. How could he be anti-immigrant? It's like, see, that's what you're. See, that's the the thing. It, the disconnect isn't with Trump. It's with what the media is right, saying. Right. Idiot. And what? Right. And 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 really the rhetoric. But she doesn't look happy though. I mean, uh, did you see the Pope interview thing? No. Yeah. Well. The Pope. Oh, oh, oh. She kind of like moved his hand away or something yeah, like that. Yeah. Yeah. So what? That's what they do. Yeah. You know, when people say that, you know, when, when like something blows up or we talk about terrorists or, or ISIS or something like that, and people say, well, they're not Muslims. Those are not Muslims. It's like, okay, uh, you're telling them, telling me what they are, but uh, they say they're Muslims and they find scriptural sort of, uh, you know, backup for whatever it is they're doing. So they certainly have, uh, I mean, you know, if, if, if I'm going to listen to you, uh, missed, uh, some American who doesn't know anything about this religion necessarily or whatever. But that's the source. So, you know, it's ridiculous to say they're not Muslims, I think, in the same way that, like, say a woman attacked me, you know? It's like saying, she's not a woman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, she is. She is a woman. She is a woman. I promise. Well. And they, you have to look out for these women, though, because they um, are terrorists, basically. <laughs> they, that's my point. They, they are they are very much terrorists in in the sense that, uh, you know, like, have you ever dated a woman who just had nothing to lose? Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's why I was dating her to begin with. <laughs> I could never get a girl like that otherwise. This is a chick who needed a place to stay. And, and sometimes it's an attractive thing to find these, uh, you know, these injured birds out out there someplace. You want to you know? save them. You want to save them. In exchange for their vaginas and mouths. Right. You know, I mean, like, I want to save them. I also want to use them, uh, I guess. I mean, that's how it was for me. It was one woman. She had no place to stay. She was couch surfing or something like that. And so we decided that, and this is right after my first divorce. It was like, she can stay at my place uh, and, and we agreed, no funny business, you know. Mm. How'd that I, work I, out? I ended up having to uh, kick her out. I had three kids. No. I know. <laughs> no, I ended up having to kick her out. Yeah. Because, you know, she wouldn't do any funny business. She wouldn't do any <laughs> <laughs> But we agreed. It's like yeah. she turned out she I meant changed it. my mind. <laughs> no, we agreed, yeah. But that was all just a, an oral agreement. Right. You didn't really think that was going to happen. I, I mean, the thing is, is that if you say no funny business, that means don't make me think then that there is going to be funny business. You know, it doesn't mean like flirt with me and then not come, you know what I mean? Like, that was kind of the, what I thought was happening is that like, okay, we agreed not to, but then like you're sort of giving me all these signals. Yeah. That's like going over a girl's house. She asks you to stay and then you can sleep with her, but you have to sleep on top of the covers. Mm. How long does that last? I mean, 20 seconds. <laughs> That was my that was my time. Scott. I was under those sheets in twenty seconds. <laughs> really? Did this actually was this actually something? Oh yeah, this was actually. I was young. I was like twenty one. And 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 she told you you can sleep on top of the covers. Yes, because uh, we weren't in a parents' house. We were in her house. It was uh -huh. like the second time we dated. We knew each other from kids, and then we hooked up again uh, later on. How how old uh, were you at the time? 
Oh, I was uh, about uh, 20 or 21. Yeah, so you guys weren't kids? You weren't children? No, but we hooked up as kids. We were we were younger lovers, uh, oh, 12, oh. 13. Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> you hooked in, up. In, in grammar school and shit. Hey, you, you, how old were you when you, when you first, uh, you know, got laid? Oh, 14. Yeah, that's the age I was. I, I, was, I, was. I got seduced by a friend of mine's sister's girlfriend, actually. As everything picks up. Sorry, it's like I can hear it. Uh, so you got, this is fascinating to me. You got seduced by your, who now? Uh, uh, your not a close friend, not a close friend of mine, but his sister's girlfriend. Okay, so that you're practically family. We were family, yeah. Uh, and uh, when you say you got seduced, and they were drunk, and uh, and and I was wasn't. She older, <laughs> yeah, by about three or three or four years. This is this is man, you're you're like telling my story almost. So Am you, I really? Yeah, I had a very similar thing. It was a friend of my brother's uh, who we were at their place, and she somehow found out that I never had sex before. 13, 14, she goes, you know, I'll do that. And it just came out as an offer like that, you know, like, we'll take care of this. And I was like, jeez. I mean, I knew I couldn't say no. The answer is going to be yes. Of course. But then trying to, then, so she's like, okay, well, you know, there's a problem. I felt a little shy at first, you know, and she's like, well, you know, I'm going to take a shower, okay? And if you want to get involved, then you can come in. I was like, okay. And this (laughs) is why I was kind of. Taking my time, she's. I'm still clothed, and she's in the shower taking a shower. I'm just kind of like looking around, trying to figure out how I'm gonna do this. And she's like, "Hey, I mean, if you're gonna, you know." So she kind of like um, spurred me on, took off my clothes, got in the shower, whatever. Then, uh, then I gave her the ride of her life. <laughs> I'll tell you something. She, she's, she remembered me for a long time. <laughs> I That's discussed funny. this on another show one time, but I mean, it, it's the kind of thing that comes up. There was a, a she, her, I guess, roommate's uh, boyfriend was a lot older, like in his thirties. You know, to me, that was like this guy's fucking, you know, a grown man. You know, mm-hmm. there she is. And he seemed like the kind of guy who might have done a little time in county or something like that. You know what I mean? Stole a car or some <laughs> shit like that. But he, I didn't know the guy, and I just figured I'm, he's, I'm probably not the kind of guy he likes, you know. But I'm young, 13, you know what I mean? I'm not, a, I'm not even a kind of guy yet. Yeah, right. Yeah. <laughs> I got three pubes. I mean, what mm, am I doing? Mm, mm. He says, um, listen, uh, just want to let you know. And then, uh, he starts talking about sex, and he goes, you can, uh, he said, a woman's, a, a woman's pussy is cleaner than her mouth. That's what he told me. I said, good to know. <laughs> that's, a, that's an overgeneralization, though. <laughs> Some women are meticulous about oral hygiene. Yes. And then they're not aware of their, that their pussy stinks. Smell like the Fulton Fish Mouth. Which I have no problem with the pussy that stinks, so long as you, uh, you know, just uh, take care of it. To some, go to the doctor, you know, maybe sometimes you need to. If, if, if there's not a medical problem, pussy doesn't stink. Right. It's, if it stinks, you, go, you, you should go and, and get that scene about. But once, it's, it's sort of like you ever have, uh, like I had halal food, right, about. Oh. A month and a half ago, that was that. I think it was bad. That, that's what I related the later diarrhea that I got. Bed shitting diarrhea. I mean, just <laughs> like I kind of like this has not happened before. I'm getting like there's a, there's a lot of sneak attack stuff going on. You know, really. a lot of trips to the bathroom. Like sit down, and then the second you sit down, you're going back. I 
people love to describe their diarrhea about. <laughs> well, I can't. I haven't had a lot of food since. I don't blame you. I can't get down with even like a chicken wrap or whatever, mm. you know. And so it's kind of like that with with women. If you go down there once and it's just fucking awful, man, I, I have a hard time. It's a going, hard time going back. I don't care if you did get it taken care of. It's tainted forever now. And what was that? Yeah. Oh, I got that taken care of. I had one girl tell me that one time. I got that. Everything's fine. You were right. I'm like, yeah, well, okay. Did you can blow you? me. <laughs> no, she went to the doctor. Was something, no. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Well, it, was, it was something wrong. Yeah, your pussy stinks. It was. Yeah. <laughs> you got exactly. Your That'd pussy smells exactly like your ass. <laughs> uh, hey, that would be something, wouldn't it? Uh, have you followed the... The develop, have you followed the developments on the uh, Puerto Rican Day Parade? Uh, no, I have not. Yeah, well, there are developments. Uh, everyone's pulling out. That's what's happening this week in New York. Uh, the Puerto Rican Day Parade is coming up June 11th, and it's a big event. It really matters to people of uh, Puerto Rican origin. They get uh, excited about it because it's something that celebrates their culture. It's a big, fun day. I know one guy, um, he's a comic that I know, he... Uh, yeah, they get a float, you know, and they and they yeah. have a, they have a big hoot, uh, and so many people are Puerto Rican. It's almost like you can't avoid having Puerto Rican friends, even if you wanted to, right. which I don't. I, I want to embrace the, their friendship. Mike Figs, Puerto Rican, by the way, I yeah. think, or My it, fiance half Puerto Rican, is Puerto Italian. Rican. Your fiance is Puerto Rican. She looks more Irish than anything else, but yeah, I never would have known. She's full uh, Puerto Rican. Is she marching the parade? Uh, no. Well, if she even if she did, she might be boycotting this year because many of the advertisers have pulled out. Univision has now dropped out, and uh, along with Coca Cola, AT and T, JetBlue, because they are honoring a terrorist. I mean, it's he's 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 an, an actual convicted terrorist, and he uh, oh. his name is uh, Oscar uh, Lopez. I think he has a middle name too that makes it extra Hispanic sounding. Uh, yes, they are honoring uh, Oscar Lopez Rivera. They're celebrating him. And um, that's the idea of one, Melissa Mark Viverito. Is he a uh, confirmed terrorist? Or well, is this convicted just... and he served uh, you know, uh, many years in prison until he was pardoned by Obama. He didn't serve his full sentence. He served 30-something years. Yeah. He was the uh, founder of the FALN, which was behind many attacks, including the 1975 bombing of uh, France's Tavern in the financial district. Oh, wow, yeah. Left four dead. I remember that. A cop got killed. Yeah. yeah. And uh, they, this is for real. State Attorney General Eric Schneiderman said he was skipping it, citing a scheduling conflict. So he's staying out of it altogether. I think that... Uh, the, the DA for Brooklyn, Eric Gonzalez, he's the acting DA, and he's trying to become the, the, uh, the I believe, the full-time DA. He is also not going to be there. So you know, I'm not going to be there, Pat. I'm you're not, boycotting I'm, this I'm year? I'm boycotting this year, definitely. <laughs> Me, too. I don't think I'll be covering it. Well, that's something that's happening, happening in New York. I'll just stay home and make some this, empanadas myself. <laughs> this whole thing is going to be Melissa Mark Viverito and Oscar Lopez Rivera. <laughs> They're going to have one float. <laughs> they're going to they're end up having a little fun meet. Now, CUNY, uh, that's uh, City University of New York, they are, they are still in, but they're hosting Linda Sarsour, who is also in favor of Sharia law. Oh, please. So uh, she, she doesn't lead with it. 
when she talks about it. But she, uh, yeah, she's but she it, worms it in. Speaking at the commencement, by the way. Which would not even like speaking there, like you know, speaking like there's a group that wants to see her. No, she's speaking at the at the commencement, which, when you consider the fact that Heather McDonald, you know, ridden out on a rail, you know, they they had <laughs> they prevented her from speaking live. She ended up being able to speak like on a some kind of simulcast or something like that, or streamed it. But they they protested, and 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 all she's doing is saying. Uh, yeah, maybe don't shoot cops. <laughs> <laughs> she does have pretty controversial views considering the current climate, but, uh, mm-hmm. I mean, today it's controversial to say that, hey, Black Lives Matter is, is maybe causing more harm than good. Right. Boo! <laughs> <laughs> uh, this, uh, you know, uh the, the week in New York is always, there's, a, there's so much that goes on so quickly. Let me try to cover it. Some of these things, like Zika, you know, Zika is uh, apparently uh, spiking here in New York City. 32 Big Apple babies born with Zika-like birth defects. They tested positive for the virus. So it's 32. And it can be uh, transmitted through sexual uh, intercourse. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, it's like a, get a mosquito. It was funny. I was watching a show. Uh, I think it was somewhere in... Um, Oh my God! South America, where where it's more prevalent. Uh, oh yeah, it's it's more pre- uh, prevalent there, prevalent. and and that's where they're coming from. Yeah, people they really travel, they pick but they it up. have no knowledge of how dangerous it is. Like she says, well, you know, you ha- I had sex with a lot of people, and they said, well, you didn't know about this. And nobody educates these people. Really. Yeah, it's not as uh, they haven't got their they haven't got all their ducks in a row right. as far as letting people know what's going right. on. But then it's probably about you know the thirty fifth thing on their priority list. Yeah. How about some clean How water? Water. <laughs> I was going to say sewerage. You know stuff like that. You know. And the, you know some of those that solving some of those problems would solve some of the Zika problems probably. Right. You know, get rid of some of the standing water, get rid of some of the mosquitoes, because this comes from a mosquito. Whenever they have um, the now I'm looking at the graphic here. Tragic toll, and you know it tells the number of cases on pregnant women and everything. Total cases. Of Zika, uh, and and in it says one thousand sixty-seven pregnant women, four hundred and two. Uh, so you you don't have to be a pregnant woman when you have this. You just want to you want to not be right, right. She uh, sixteen with birth defects, fifteen infected, uh, I guess, with no birth defects. Uh, for a total of uh, like thirty-two babies affected, but it did say I thought it said that thirty-two were born with uh, Zika-like birth defects or tested positive. I see. Tested so positive. So that, that's what they do. They work it in. Like, they, they lump it all together like that, as if they're trying to get a lot of information to a little space. Right. <laughs> but the graphic here is a mosquito. That's what they always put on there. As if, like, hey, look, it's not the people. It's the mosquitoes. Yeah. And I guess it is. And how many people really think when they're getting stung? Is it Zika? You know, I don't know. Nobody. I don't think. I don't think about that. Wasn't there some other like so that mosquitoes have carried uh, all kinds of shit over the years? Oh yeah, malaria. Malaria is a big one. My father had malaria. He was in uh, World War II and he was in Africa. No kidding. And he came. Well, when he came home, I I wasn't even born, but I remember like in the '60s, he he was shaking one one night. He shaked for days, and then we had the doctor come in. He says, "Yeah, he's got a re." Everything about uh, oh, it malaria. came back. It came back. Malaria it never can come you. and go. It never leaves you. Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, you, so he started shaking and he, and he shook for days, and then it's, he's yeah. and they're like, "Hey, uh, bad news, malaria." Bad news, you got your malaria back, Bob. Well, I mean, I guess it's better than like uh, Michael J. Fox disorder. 
Yeah. Whatever that is. I guess uh, MS, Parkinson's or, Parkinson's. yeah. <laughs> One <laughs> of those shaky We're such diseases. caring people, aren't yeah. we? Like, oh, no, I know all about that guy. Well, yeah, what did Michael J. Fox ever do for me? That's what I say. Not a goddamn thing. Entertain me for free for years. I mean, like, I mean, he got paid, but I didn't pay him anything. But uh, I guess he uh, he's like a national treasure. He, You know, it, it's funny. If he just, you know, say, instead of becoming, uh, you know, ill with Parkinson's, maybe if he had just gotten unsuccessful, we would revel in clicking on where is he now right. and saying, like, look at this loser. Right. But the fact that he's shaking while it uh, happens is different. And I think he probably, actually, it's possible, he had more success as a result of that. People wanted to use him. Like, look, he can still act. We're we're brave. We'll use him. And he played a guy who had some sort of a disorder on a show. I don't know what it was. It was some lawyer show. It was a lawyer show. And he, yeah, I saw that. I'm suing. And you know, he's, like, he's got heads dipping down and everything like that. And he was very good. I mean, like, I believed him. I, hell, I, I, I think he's a great actor. He's I don't a very, think he very was good acting. actor. <laughs> Not that part. <laughs> but I didn't, I didn't say, like, oh, that's Michael J. Fox being, you know, I, I was like, oh, I believe the character. You know right, I, mean? right, I, right. I think he still got it across. Well, thank God that I don't give a shit about Zika. You know I mean? If I, I don't think that, uh, I mean, like, I, the most important thing is you don't want to have a pinhead baby, and like I'm not going to have any babies. I'm just not. Well, I'm not going go. to. So it's not really a concern for me. How about this dog? Oh my God! What a what a touching story. An army vet. He got himself a dog. It's a pit bull pup. Of and, course. Um, of course. It's, yeah. Just a just a looks like a really, you know, happy relationship that they have. Unfortunately. Um, there was a bit of a, uh, a problem with her ex-boyfriend. Two heartless crooks beat up a Bronx Army veteran and snatched his beloved service dog in a feud over the, Vietnam, uh, over the victim's wife. <laughs> so he's married to her, hmm. and they're like, uh, her ex-boyfriend is still, I guess, in the picture somehow, angry. And uh, he decides, well, I'm going to fuck you up. And so they do. They show up. They beat him up. This guy, you know, he, he's trying to get away. You know, he's these two guys beating him up. The dog... He uh, gets left momentarily uh, with the leash on uh, on the you know his stoop because they were waiting outside his place. You just think like, well, I just won't uh, you know go to dangerous places and shit like that. But then they're right outside on your stoop. And then the, when he ran ran away to get, put some space between himself and these guys who were just you know beating him up, they took his dog. And the dog didn't defend him or anything. The dog's a puppy. Oh. The dog the dog hasn't learned to eat people yet. Mm. Uh, Mala is a dog. He says, uh, Mala? Mala. <laughs> Come on over. I'll have Mala maul your freaking kid's face off. How's that? Hey, you know what? You're an exterminator now. Yeah. How hard would it be to just exterminate all of the pit bulls? Oh my God. I would, l- I got I have to tell you, Pat, I am, I've been, uh, attacked by these dogs. <clears throat> oh, when your position as an ex exterminator. As, a, oh, as, a, as an exterminator when I was an active exterminator. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you would see these things running at you and just close the door right before they leap for your throat mm. in some instances. And people are just like, you know, they don't they don't get, oh, he's not going to bite you. I have a shiny object in my hand, yeah. okay? I have a wand. I don't know what this dog, please put the dog away. And they would never do it. My, one of my guys got actually mauled. He took about 20 stickers, stitches to the stomach and they ripped uh, my uniform shirt, which I was very pissed off about. And all they did was give him a case of beer. A case of beer. Yeah, they said, oh. uh, that's ridiculous. 
What kind of beer? I mean, I, I know it doesn't matter. It was probably Schlitz bullshit. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's tw- here's 24 cans of Schlitz. All right. Enjoy that uh, injury. He had Enjoy to get how many stitches war. in his gut? About 20. On his stomach. Yeah, and plus he had to get rabies shots. Well, I mean, they should have at least paid for that. I mean, I, I, his, uh, did that come out? I guess you'd paid for that. Of course. Right. Yeah, oh, yeah, my God. And that's uh, that's not free. That's expensive. Sh- I mean, like medical care is ridiculous. Everything. That's... Uh, that that's a really, that's a that's a lousy pet owner right there. Yeah. What neighborhood was that in? Do you recall? Bushwick. Bushwick. Bushwick is. Uh, I guess there's probably a lot of pit bulls in Bushwick. Oh. East Bushwick now is ninety five percent non-white, and five percent white. When they do their searches there, they do it. Uh, you know. They used to have stop and frisk, and when Mayor de Blasio was not Mayor de Blasio, but public advocate Bill de Blasio, he was talking about how stop and frisk can be unconstitutional. It's misused to, you know, it's to racially profile. And he said, in fact, in East Bushwick, 95% of those stopped and frisked are of Latino or African-American origin. Oh, they're surprise. 90, <laughs> they're 95% of the people. I can't believe that 5% of the white... That would mean every white guy got stopped. Exactly. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. I, I, mean, I came from Bushwick. But, can, but can, do you hear the, the that he would use that? It, it, did you not have any real statistics? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can read that. I, I, I fact-checked that right away. I saw that article. and It was an older article back when he was public advocate. And I was like, huh. 95%. I was like, well, I wonder what the ethnic breakdown is. What are the demographics there? Wikipedia. Oh. And and, and just like that. And I think, man, uh, I wonder if an aide gave him those statistics. Yeah, right. <laughs> and he just uh, was like, okay, I'll run with it. Yeah. <laughs> or if he cooked that, cooked up that way of doing it. Now, yeah, I know you are from Bushwick. You, yeah. you couldn't wait to get out of there. Exactly. And now uh, you live out on the island a little bit. How far out? I live in Seaford. Uh, it's out near Massapequa, the, her- the heroin uh, capital of the world. Oh, is there a lot of heroin out oh there now? Oh, my God. Yeah. Massapequa is like the, the capital out there. Well, I mean, uh, uh, every town in the Midwest thinks it's the meth capital of, of the United States. So uh, is that... So do you is, think I'm exaggerating? I just want to know. <laughs> I'm sure it's bad. No, I've heard. Uh, I mean, I'm not, not being a heroin addict, uh, but I've heard... Uh, <laughs> Through some of the heroin addicts that I know. You've got to go deep undercover yeah. to find out how bad this is. You want uh, to see junkies around and stuff? No. Uh, these are rich kids, you know, and half of them are ODing on this fentanyl stuff. Uh, fentanyl, you know, fentanyl is like even, it's it's better than heroin and, and really expensive, so it's for the rich mm-hmm. kids, I guess, you know. That's an that's a good equalizer drug, I guess. To like, okay, you know, make sure I know nothing yours. about it, but it's it's amazing to me how. Uh, but it's a it's a little money area, I guess, and you know mm. these kids. Yeah, they're the idle rich. Right. Then and you got the MS13 people out in uh, Brentwood, and you know that's also. And Brentwood is out out in your area. No, that's uh, a little far east, a little more east. Oh, okay, but but still out on the island. Yes. Uh, Brentwood. The yeah. island's a shit show now, okay? Half the politicians are going to jail. Are you kidding me? Oh, God almighty. Didn't the guy from uh, Suffolk County just go to jail? Uh, they got other uh, Nassau County executives, you know, being investigated. Well, let's just check it out. Let me say Suffolk County. Well, I think they, they he already went to jail. Or the oh, no. Oh, you're talking about the police commissioner. Yeah. He was even uh, in, in trouble in jail now. 
He had another thing happen. Oh, really? That. Yeah. He was in there and he got drugs or something. He's Yeah, man. He was. That guy is seriously a problem. I mean, that guy is a, he's a, a he sounded like a really strong law and order policeman and, and great law enforcement, kind of an officer and all that, whatever, however you summarize the guy that's, you know, but he's rough, you know. And he was kind of like raised up in it, like he he came up through an honest or something. You know, not that his dad was one, but like another cop that took him under his wing right, or something. Right. Well, this guy uh, beat up a guy because he stole. And he started talking about some porn that he found in his car. Yeah, his name's James Burke. Mm. He was sentenced to uh, forty six months. James Burke. When you look at him, you say that's a guy. He looks like Barney Miller a little bit. Barney Miller. A little bit. Yeah. He's got like a like sort of like Hal Linden, but uh, sinister. Hard to make Hal Linden more look, look more sinister. He's already got the mustache. <laughs> That's usually what you do is just add the stash. The once popular and swaggering chief of the Suffolk County Police Department. You can tell this is the New York Times because they will bust out adjectives right yeah, in the right, lead. Right. James Burke sentenced to 46 months in federal prison. And uh, this was at uh, towards the end of 2016. So... Uh, the duffel bag um, that he had in his truck because <laughs> it, was a, it was a series of misdeeds that began after a duffel bag belonging to him was stolen from his parked sport utility vehicle. The duffel bag contained pornography and sex toys. Its disappearance in December 2012 set Burke off on a furious effort to find the thief to teach him a lesson, recover the bag, and make sure the episode stayed quiet. It did not. His efforts at a cover-up set in motion a scandal that reverberated through Long Island politics, making new enemies out of old allies, and leading to an ever-widening inquiry by the FBI that's now scrutinizing not only the police, but also prosecutors and the judiciary. So uh, it's strange because why would you care that much? Whoever, whoever stole the, 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 the bag of porn and, and the sex toys... Certainly didn't know who it came from. He didn't know it was probably... I'm sure he didn't know it was James Burke's car. Yeah. I mean, like, so doesn't it, doesn't it make you wonder, like, why would he make such a big, big deal? Big deal out of it. You let it go. It's like mailing yourself something in the mail that you shouldn't mail it, and if the post office loses it, you're not going to go after it, <laughs> you know? <laughs> right, exactly, you yeah. just wouldn't do it. You let it go. You let it go, and then it disappears. But he was obsessed with finding him and punishing him uh, to teach him a lesson. And, and he, I mean, it would seem to me he's in law enforcement. He knows that that's going to take the lid off the whole thing. And these guys, they're, they're so into themselves, though. I don't know what they don't get. All these politicians, all these cops, <laughs> they actually feel that they're above the law. And they keep doing the same stupid shit. I don't get it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, out in Suffolk County, it's remote. It's kind of remote. It's 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 far. First of all, mm. to get out to Suffolk, right? That's forty five minutes. Oh, come on, forty five minutes. All right, fifty minutes <laughs> an hour. It's far. Well, it depends. You know, it's not that far. It's Long Island is pretty long. But it takes me from well, the other day it took me two hours to get from <laughs> <laughs> to the Midtown Tunnel, yeah, to home. But, I, uh, I could type in right now. You know, what's the furthest point out on Suffolk? Oh, Suffolk County would probably be Montauk. From here to Montauk, we're in Midtown. Oh, forget about it. Montauk is far. That's like an hour and something. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm trying to say. And he's the commissioner of the whole county. Right, right. And it's large, too. 
Suffolk County is gigantic. Huge. It it's it might be one of the bigger counties in yes. in the the United States. I know Nassau is also way up there. It's oh. Nassau being one of the most financially expensive. Uh, yes, uh, sort of affluent area. It's it's quite a trip. It's quite a it, it it's it's uh, out on Suffolk. I, I think that I can sort of see why this guy would think he'd be above the law, you know, because, like, he is, uh, yeah, I mean, when you're the police commissioner. He... That's true. What are you trying to say? <laughs> well, I'm just saying that it's a very powerful position. You yeah. Know, there's not yeah. too many people above him. He's, uh, so a cop like that, I mean, this isn't just a regular cop. This is like a guy who. He's top cop. And and the cops already on Long Island are sort of you know a different breed. You they good. they do well financially. Mm. They get paid you know more than NYPD, and their job is you know arguably I, I wouldn't say easier, but it's they're dealing with a different kind of thing. You know the terrorism threat is obviously a lot lower. The they're not looking at subways and shit like that. They they it's, you know I mean yeah like it's a lot a of domestic thing. violence out there. <laughs> I mean, people beat their wives everywhere, but, you know, yeah, sure, that's a lot of people out there. The, I, My personal opinion is that I think that that stuff in his car might have had some evidence on it. It might have been used by somebody who didn't come to a good end. Yeah, <laughs> you never know. There are uh, currently 12, I think, bodies of prostitutes out on the island, buried out on Gilgo Beach. Yeah. I bike right out there. There isn't really a lot of... You do? Yeah. They I have see. a path going from... In Seaford, it's Cedar Creek. And it goes all the way out to Toe Bay, which is out by Jones Beach. So I get on that path, and I just... So you know that, that area like pretty 16, well, huh? 16 miles. Gilgo Beach, huh? Um, do you uh, ever get on Craigslist? Am I on Craigslist? Have you ever got on Craigslist? No. Find a date? No. <laughs> Where were you on the night? <laughs> <laughs> it's possible you could be a serial killer. There is a, a, a serial killer here. A new there one? Is, a new one? Just the Long Island serial killer. Oh, that guy. I think it's a cop. You, this is In now, my personal opinion, I mean, I know nothing. But and and, and, and uh, I've heard that said, too. Um from back when uh, we started talking about this in, in 2011, 12, 13, and it would come up, and, and, and we sort of, it would, someone would float that it, that it could be a cop, and I, mm-hmm. I think the reason for that is because, first of all, he hasn't been caught, mm. so he's familiar with what law enforcement can and can't with do. patterns, you know, patrol patterns? Yes. You know. And he knew where to put the bodies so that they would be... Did he bury them? He did bury them, right? He was shallow with shallow graves. Dumped them out there someplace. I think that they, yeah, I'm sure. But I don't know. There, there was a ton of them. Yeah, uh, twelve, I think, in total that wow. they found. Uh, one was a midget. A midget. One was like a child or something like that, or a midget or a child. I don't know. <laughs> Let's go with the midget. I like to really think sure. of the midget. <laughs> but there was a, a one was a transsexual, I believe, and the. I mean, okay, so he's possibly a cop. And then we have, um, you know, this guy who doesn't really feel like he has to play within the bounds of the law and did not want, you know, he wanted to get his shit back. These dildos. Right. And vibrators and whatnot. 
and the porn, which, you know, would be the guy. Uh, look, I mean, I, it, I've seen a compelling case made that uh, James Burke could be the Long Island serial killer. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, <laughs> no, well, uh, hey. I, I, when I say compelling, I mean, uh, it takes very little to compel me. You know, <laughs> I'm easily compelled. I'm just going to blow that out there. I love to just believe things. I don't, uh, it's not an accusation, of course. It's not, it's, right. it's, it's, I'm speculating on something that I've heard somebody else say. And, but, but like when you start making that connection, you think like, that's not, I mean, there could be something that makes that impossible. There could be things that make that uh, completely irrational and, 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 you know, just untrue. Right. I don't know. But, you know, he, these sex parties are where I think sometimes, like like the woman who actually had some family that got concerned, the Gilbert, Shannon Gilbert, I think, mm-hmm. who, you know, ran out of a sex party or something like that into the woods. I think that she knew that uh, she was going to come to a bad end. She must have got a bad feeling. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, they, they try to say that she's not really part of this whole thing. She's separate. Oh. from this case, which I find odd. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, is it possible that James Burke was at that party? Is it possible that, you know, that he, that, that that's what these people, it's like an eyes wide shut kind of a thing, yeah. only like a snuff film sort of deal. Like maybe they don't film it, but maybe they, they bring out a, a, a you know, because what would it take to get a, a guy like that off? You know, <laughs> If you have, like, if you're used to violence, you're used to, you know, you're a cop, ultimate right. power. You're, right. you're like, man, we got a prostitution. These are Craigslist hookers. They're, they're breaking a the law. They're just, you know, hey, look, uh, we're sparing them a long, slow decline. You, know, you could <laughs> rationalize it a lot of different ways. We could fuck them and shoot them. <laughs> yeah. It's a, we're doing them a favor. Right. I mean, think about it. Could it be? Had a perv here grab a couple of girls, eight and 11. That's too young. I don't get that. I don't get an attraction like that. Doesn't make any sense to me. Groped a woman and uh, and three girls at the Skyview Shopping Center in Flushing. Harold Henson, 60 years old, Brooklyn, went to, went on his pervert, pervert. <laughs> I used to be pretty good at this. <laughs> went on his perverted three-hour spree. On Saturday, first rubbing up against the buttocks of a 35-year-old woman. Were they Korean? Because it's flushing now. Yeah, I, I had thought that. Well, flushing. Uh, they don't. Uh, they don't list the names of the victims, and they don't say that they're Korean because there, there must be some reason not to do that. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's so you don't go. Well, then who gives a shit? shit right. Oh, I don't care about Korean people. Right. Little Korean girl gets her buttocks rubbed. That's just their custom. <laughs> <laughs> They the all own massage parlors. But this guy, the yeah, they're getting a little early training. Right. It's Harold uh, Henson. Uh, that doesn't sound. Mm. I'll tell you one thing. Yeah, the perp is probably not Korean. He then allegedly touched the buttocks of an eight-year-old girl. It is illegal, big time, to just touch the buttocks of an eight-year-old girl. I mean, think about that. Eight-year-old girls are everywhere. Hands are everywhere. All this potential for crime. And if I could snap a guy's like that neck, I mean, I, I think of my nieces and somebody doing that, and I can just go That's over. also illegal, to snap a guy's neck. Yeah, well, if he's touching a, an eight-year-old's ass, I think it's... Yeah. Vigilante justice. Vigilante justice. Are your, are your, uh, how old are your nieces? 
Uh, eleven mm-hmm. and six. Yeah, and and they're they're on the menu for these people. Yeah, it's a fucking shame. Scary man. Well, you know they're they have to be sort of, uh, I guess, uh, taught to. Because um, I always blame the victim, even when they're young girls. You know what I mean? It's like they they must have done something to make this guy think that he was getting some action. Yeah, you know, yeah. I mean, like they must have been wearing something kind of you know alluring. An eight-year-old. Well, yeah, because they don't know any better at that age. A tutu, maybe. (laughs) Yeah, they're wearing a tutu. They're parading around in their little ballerina outfit. And the guy's like, what was I supposed to think? She's she's putting it out there, and then all I do is do what a man naturally does. (laughs) (laughs) That's, it's it's a shame that. uh, I think all kids should have whistles, I do, attached to their book bags and. Stuff like that. Oh, yeah, whistles, rape whistles. Hey. Or just regular whistles. We used to have them when we were kids, you know. Yeah, but that's a different kind of thing. That was to tell the other rapists that you had a live one. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, boys. Now, did you ever go into the old Times Square back when it was supposedly much trashier? Oh, my God, yeah. We had that that thing in Times Square where a guy... um, Now, a lot of people do... They they yearn for these days, you know. They yearn. They 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 go. Oh my God, Times Square now. Disney, families. Right. No thanks. I want that old Times Square. It was all hookers, trash, drugs, and peep and shows. Guy, muscular gentlemen with their shirts off, mm-hmm. eyeing you as you walk by, trying to decide whether or not they wanted to take everything you owned. <laughs> Simple as that. And 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 you know the murders were. There was a lot of murders. Uh, people kind of, it seemed like you get what you get at Mm -hmm. that time. Are you talking the 70s? Because that was Mm -hmm. really a bad time. 70s and then the, uh, and then the, the, uh, up until 90 when the murder rate was kind of at a peak. It was on 2,500 or something like that. It was over 2,000. It's a lot of killing. Is that when Giuliani came in in the 90s? Well, Dinkins was around in the early 90s and then it was, and then it was Giuliani. Dinkins, the finest mayor we've ever had. Everybody knows. It goes, yeah. it goes Dinkins, De Blasio, <laughs> and then you got to go back a ways because the mayors really were kind of shitty, you know. Right after nine eleven and everything, with you know, Mayor some, LaGuardia, some Guliani or something. I don't know, a piece of shit trying to take everybody's civil rights away. At what cost are you reducing the crime? That's what people say. At what cost? I don't know. <laughs> I really don't know. I wasn't here then. They used to have these live nude shows here, mm-hmm. and um, and uh, did you ever go in for one of these? No, no. Uh, the, well, there's a, a guy has finally died uh, at the ripe old age of way the fuck up there, farting dust. This gentleman, and he but he this he was the owner of uh, the notorious twenty two thousand square foot den of sin. It was called Show World Center. Yes, Show World. Show world. Show world. I can see that in lights. I went down there. Um, they had the last vestiges of the live nude shows there. And it was they have these women that are naked. Oh, is that the one where you put the quarter in and the the thing, and then all of a sudden it sh- it goes blank, and then you got to put the quarter in. It's and the she place. Continues. Right. Well, she starts all over. Right. Right. But it changed over the years. Oh, did it? Yeah, because I mean quarters are you know, wow. and, and then even tokens. You'd have to be constantly feeding the machine, which is the way it was then, I'm sure. But 
what it was is I spoke to a woman, and she said, well, for $35, you can watch me masturbate, and if you want to, you can masturbate, too. So it's not really specified how long. I think maybe it was like 10 minutes, 5 minutes or something like that. But it's like they get, a, they get an upfront, and I didn't do it because... I guess I was chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I had 35 bucks. I was just chicken. I didn't want to do it. I was like, what's going to happen? What You're going to be on camera. <laughs> you never know. I figured something like that. Don't you ever worry about that in hotels? You have fucking hotels. I worry there. about that all the time. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like a paranoid fuck like that, though. Mm. Like, first of all, who would want to see you fuck? Yeah, that's true. Now, me, I've really put on a show. <laughs> you know, <I'm, laughs> I get all, you know, I pose. This, uh, anyway, that, that that guy's dead, and so I guess it'll be the end of that. They think that it's going gonna, it's gonna, it's gonna to be swept away, the last bit of it. Show World, you know, because they closed down a lot of these places that were live new girls and, and fun and porn and, and, and uh, you know, these theaters, and because they would set up these rules say so like well you can't be within 90 feet of flashing lights <laughs> or something you know and they'd have to <laughs> i guess we have to shut down will you guys turn off all those right, lights right. no okay damn yeah, i get what you're saying the zoning they shut them down zoning. through zoning but this, well, even the strip clubs now right they have them zoned out you can't uh, i guess so they got to open up just where you want there's a Hustler Club someplace over on 10th Avenue, which is not too far away. And then there's... Uh, Scores, which is on 1st, right? Scores. Uh, there's uh, there's one that's on... Uh, that's over in, around there. I can't think of the time, the name of the place. I can never... I, I have a hard time remembering the name of the place. Sapphire, I know, is over by Dangerfields, which I walk by uh, every time I go to Dangerfields. Right. I love walking by the strip club, which is right by the uh, 59th Street Bridge. And it's, it's, you know, looking up at uh, the buildings there have a particular kind of uh, sort of, they're, they're very modern looking, you know. I mean, mm -hmm. A lot of the buildings here are modern looking, but there's a, you know, they have this class. Uh, it's, very, it's, it's right by the uh, Roosevelt Island uh, tram as well. Oh, yeah. So it's like, that's a it's a really fun Fun little walk right there. I think if I was doing a walking tour, I would include that because mm. it's a very uh, a lot of a lot of steam coming coming from the manholes and all Absolutely. that kind of shit. And, that whole. <laughs> and there's always a couple of girls outside enjoying a smoke, and uh, you know taking a little break, you know, and you get to kind of like look them up and down, but they usually have on cover ups and stuff like that, which I'm sure is part of the deal. I mean, they they're not out there to try and attract uh, attract attention. I'm sure. Right. Maybe maybe trying to make it couldn't help. Couldn't hurt drum up business, I guess. Dangerfield's a great comedy club. Very old fashioned. Have you ever been there before? Oh sure. Oh yeah. Yeah. Well, live nude women. Hmm. A, a thing of the past. And uh, yeah, well. Is the cowboy know? still out there in his underwear? And then some girl was out there in her underwear. You know something I have not. Oh yeah, that was Sandy Kane. Sandy, Sandy Kane, Kane invaded yeah. the program one night when we were doing the show here at Compound Media. I was like, okay, fine. You know what I mean? Like a Sandy Kane, whatever. She's a New York kind of a person, and that'll be fine. And, uh, man, she was just a real distraction. I mean, she was just a real problem. She was, first of all, she was she was rude. Really? Yes. God, she's just a rude person with very little self-awareness, you know. These face like a crypt keeper, you know, and, and, and like a... Like a 
tits like a roadmap, I guess, probably, you know. Like, <laughs> they're fake, you know, it's got these big fake globes yeah. and I don't like big fake globes. That doesn't do anything for me. I don't I don't want to, it looks like the I used to think it was great in, in heavy metal magazine or, <laughs> you know, like on the cover of one of these heavy metal albums with a I'm trying to think of the way you know the ones I'm talking about. This yeah. medieval looking shit, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, man, those girls Gothic. Uh, yes, I'm like that's hot. But in real life it's that is a cartoony looking breast. No offense if you have those kind of breasts, but right. I'm not really into that exactly. A lot of them are tattooed now and shit. It's uh, tattooed breast. Oof. Yeah, she probably has uh, some ink on her. I think she was trying to get us to pay two dollars to see her tits, and it, it looks terrible now. If you uh, uh, having you the gotta, sleeves and all that, you got to see like the Florida a, see people with the neck tattoos and the, the face tattoos. tattoos. I mean, like a neck and face, just lay off. It's like you know. It's like, would you hire a guy that had razor wire around his neck? I mean, in the tattoo, I wouldn't. I depends on the job. I mean, if I'm hiring to kill somebody, I don't. Well, yeah. if you're a Wall Street broker, I don't think I. You know, I would look at that guy. I. That it depends just, on his education, I think. You know? No, I, I understand, <laughs> but I'm talking about just visually. You know? All things, yeah, all things being equal, I'll take not barbed wire on the neck. Right. I'll take no tattoos. I have no tattoos. Do you have any? Yes, I do. I have two. You, you were in the Navy or some shit, right? No. Army? I was in the Air Force. Air Force. But I have tattoos, uh, but you can't see them when I wear short sleeve shirts. They're for me. What, are they up on your shoulder? No, they're... Oh, you can right here. You can't see them when you, you wear. You cannot shirt. when I wear. But, long but if you wear like a sleeve. fucking tank top, you're fucking. You're, yeah. you're, that's when they're blazing, right? right? What are they? What do they look like? I mean, I don't no. have to see them, but I mean, one what is, are they? <laughs> one is an, uh, an Indian medicine wheel with uh, symbols in it. Uh, like... Gay. <laughs> <laughs> Why'd you go with an Indian medicine wheel? Well, not an Indian uh, red dot medicine wheel. It's no, an American Indian. I, to me, it doesn't really, I, knew, I knew it wasn't. Uh, you would go out and get a Hindu tattoo or some shit. You know, vicious some fucking uh, guy with a trunk going, worship me. I mean, I'm right. talking about, like, why would you get a Native American thing? Are you Native American? No, I'm not. But I, uh, I'm i into a lot of the Native American culture and art and stuff. Oh, so. okay. I'm into cowboy shit, so we're, we're natural enemies, I guess. <laughs> 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 the Cowboys and get the. Well, I don't know. Wear boots, you know. How do you feel about the Redskins? That's fine. Ah, leave them alone. Yeah, and now why would they even bother with that? Jesus, there's fewer and fewer Native Americans every fucking year. I think. I mean, it's not like they're going to bounce back and be a significant. <laughs> no, we eliminated block. that race. We did just fine with that. Yeah, exactly. Look, genocide not always a bad thing. Just. Although, I don't know if I would... I guess you... You know what? It wasn't a genocide because uh, they also were fucking a problem. You know that they, they... When we fought the Revolutionary War with England, we told the Indians, we came to... We had all the tribes together and we said, listen, this, some shit's going to happen here, okay? And we strongly suggest... We don't want your help, but don't help them. You stay neutral and uh, everything will be fine. What did they do? Helped England. Fought with England. You bet on the wrong horse. <laughs> Sitting Bull. Sitting Bull. Now ride out to the west. And uh, yeah, then the Trail of Tears and all that shit. So we're like, oh yeah. Thought we were going to lose, huh? Yeah, right. Well, take a hike. I mean, that's that seems reasonable to me. And, and, and plus, you know, if you look... They they did uh, one of the first uh, school shootings was Indians, the Native Americans. Really? Yeah, they came and shot a principal, like ten kids, and uh, or eleven, 
Oh, they and weren't then, nice people. I mean, uh, not all of them. Not all of them. And that's like, oh, those weren't Indians. Those were not Sioux Indians. Um, perhaps the earliest school shooting to happen on school or college property. This was 1764. Wow. July 16th, uh, Greencastle, Pennsylvania. Excuse me. Okay, what happened is uh, this is the Enoch Brown School Massacre. Perhaps the earliest school shooting, like, as I said, uh, in, in what would become the United States for the notorious Enoch Brown School Massacre during the Pontiac's War uh, for uh, Delaware, which uh, Lenape Indians, they were very common up mm-hmm. here in the Northeast. American Indians, they entered the schoolhouse near present-day Greencastle, Pennsylvania, shot and killed schoolmaster Enoch Brown. And nine children. Nice. Oh, God, only two children survived. So that was, I suppose, the original school shooting. Well, right they there. need somebody to uh, gut the gu- buffalo, you know? After huh? they killed them. <laughs> what are you talking they about? They need some kids. You know, oh, because the, the, they survived, yeah. right? I mean, I think that they just laid there and probably played dead. I don't know the whole story, but if you want to look it up, uh, you can find it under the Enoch Brown School Massacre. So, they, yeah, they weren't always great people. There, there's other early school shootings. 1840, Charlottesville, Virginia. John Anthony Gardner Davis, a law professor at the University of Virginia, shot by student Joseph Sims and died from his wound three days later. Mm-hmm. That's what it was. Like, you, you shoot somebody with a musket ball and they just get an infection. Uh, put some leeches on it. <laughs> I guess people. I guess they, they still use that in barbershops, you know. When, my father used to tell me when... He was, in the early 1900s, they used to go into a barbershop, and if you got into a fight and had a black guy, they put a leech on it. A leech on a black guy? A leech, yeah. What the fuck would that do? Suck the blood out, and then you, the swelling would go down. I'm serious. That was a, that was a thing. Um, I believe you. Yeah. Because yeah. they used to be, farmers were doctors. Doctors. Yeah. They blood you. They uh, bleed you. They cut your wrist and let you bleed. Jesus fucking Christ. Cut your wrist and let you bleed. So you're, like, uh, you're either going to die of this or you're not. You're going to bleed out. If you don't, we're going to give ourselves the credit. <laughs> for, you know, I mean, the first whole rule is to do no harm. And I, I think that some of those people might have done some harm. There are many, many school shootings before 1900. Here's one from uh, kind of near where I'm from, Chattanooga, Tennessee. A boy who refused to be whipped by his teacher left the school. The next day he returned with his brother and a friend. For revenge, not finding the teacher at the school, they continued to his house where a gun battle took place and three died. <laughs> wow. wow. Only the original boy who initiated the attack survived. He went in there to survive. Mm. That kid is a survivor. And that young man <laughs> grew up to be. Well, uh, I've, I've, I've kept you. Basically, this has turned into your whole day, and I apologize. Hey, it was great. I, I want to see you do some fun. comedy. I, do I get a mug or anything for being the 300th person, or is it? Oh, no, you're not the 300th person. Oh, okay. you're not the 300th person. <laughs> I fucking lisp when I said that. You are not the 300th person, Larry. <laughs> There's a. We'll be talking about this with somebody. I don't know who, but um, Mayor de Plasio, one of uh, somebody who works for him, child born. Really bad child born. I'm talking about babies, six months I ju- old. Yes, I just yeah. heard this. Yeah, it's amazing. Guy works for de Blasio. You would think that the, that the Post would put that right on the front page, but I guess they're like, nah, child porn never looks good on the front page. Do you no believe he's going to be the new mayor again? De Blasio, yeah, of course. Yeah. Of course he will. Nobody, he, you, you can't vote for nobody. 
There's nobody yeah, up against them. I mean, there's people, but I mean, like, who the fuck knows who they are? Mm. I mean, like, there's really not. Uh, John Katzmatidis is out this year, I guess. And, uh, you know, the, the, if nobody's running, then. And I look, I mean, I don't think anybody could take him out anyway, because uh, he's. He might not be good, but he's not bad enough to to, to be indicted, mm. you know? Not yet. <laughs> I don't think that they can find it. If they didn't find anything on him this time. Because, I mean, like, the, Jesus, they had a lot of shit. They describe what he did, and you go, oh, Christ, he's going to jail. That's got to be illegal. And they're like, actually, the way he did it, he talked to a lawyer, and he told the lawyer to go as far as he could within the bounds of the law, and that's it, you know? Right, right, And you right. go, oh, okay. So he, 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 he's one of these, like, letter of the law, not the right. spirit of the law type fuckers. Which, hey, you know, who hasn't uh, nipped a little extra around the edges every once in a while because of that. But, man, the guy is, like, really a crook, if you ask me. <laughs> anyway, we'll be seeing four more years of, of de Blasio, I'm sure. Because, you, know, you know what, the whole shit didn't fall apart. It didn't just fall the fuck apart. Right. And he has some support. Hard to believe after those. I mean, early on in his term, after those two cops got assassinated, I would have said there's no way he's getting reelected. Well, I don't believe the police are a big fan of his. But... No, they are not. They are not. But who are they going to run? Yeah, exactly. What's his name? Bo Deedle? Bo, De- <laughs> Bo Deedle. I might vote against Bo Deedle. I mean, I, he seems okay. I, I mean, he's, he seems like a, like a not a, he doesn't seem like a genius to me. Mm. De Blasio is many things, but he's not a dummy. No, he's not. He just has an ugly wife. <laughs> he has an ugly lesbian wife. That's my... I, a guy who marries an ugly lesbian. A rug muncher, huh? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Former rug muncher, allegedly. A former. You come back from that? Yeah, I guess. I mean, uh, <laughs> yeah, sure. Yeah. I know. I mean, if, if she's, she might have been one of these people who just like, look, I like whatever, you know, I'm a sexual person and uh, it would be an in thing right now to sort of be a lesbian. So yeah, what the fuck? I'm, I'm a feminist lesbian. Maybe that's the kind of lesbian she was, yeah. you know. Maybe, maybe like, if you if you like dick at all, I mean, like, I, then you ain't a lesbian, right? Because that's a requirement. It's not to love pussy; it's to not I like, like dick. dick. You're like, I am against penises, right. and I, you know, but I do know uh, that sometimes lesbians will jerk it to straight porn. Mm. Which have you noticed this slight? Bit of judgment against guys who watch lesbian porn, who watch girl on girl porn. Have you ever have you ever heard anybody refer to that? I'm a very big fan of that. I'm uh, a big fan of it too. As is every, almost everyone. Of course. Why? Who are you to judge? What kind of porn? You know exactly. what? What am I supposed to watch? <laughs> you tell me. Sit me down in front of yes, it. You're gonna direct like, my porn though. The way they fuck is like you know they get the jam the fucking uh, they they finger the fuck out of them. You know what I mean? They just finger them until they come. And uh, and then of course they you know they eat the snatch and all that stuff. But just what the fuck is wrong with it? That's what I'd like to know. If anybody knows, tell me. Please explain why I'm being. You know, I don't know. I'm a fan. So. Yeah, downgraded as a human being. By the way, why, why is that so? Now, of course, this could be sensitivity on my part. Right. I could be picking that up when it's not there. I've been known to do that. <laughs> well, uh, Lara, good talking. Pleasure. I don't know. Three hundredth episode. What are you doing? Uh, are you Are you going to come back on Crime Report with some animals? Yeah, you let me know whenever. What can you bring? Can you bring some bugs or a rat? Uh. I can, I can. You want me to actually bring live stuff? I'll go into my archives and see what I have. 
I know you have some shit because you brought in some yeah. with those gigantic hissing cockroaches. But I didn't hear any hissing. No, actually, Pat, um, I have one left out of the six that I brought. They've been passing away like crazy. I'm sorry to hear that. Yeah. I uh, I went to Florida for a couple of weeks, and I left a couple of things out for them, you know, in a cage, of course. Oh, um, and uh, what happened? Do you have, like, a couple of big fat cockroaches now? One, one uh, went in, and, and it's, like, stuff that you feed lizards, you know, for moisture. So one was hanging out. As soon as I fed him when I got home, he just jumped in there, and he died right there on the spot. I guess he ate himself to death. Wow. Yeah. He just gorged himself to death. He gorged. Wow. God damn. So well, that's f- a fitting fucking end for him. Yeah. Imagine what kind of hell on wheels he'd be in somebody's pantry. My friend made a little nice coffin. We're going to bury him. Gonna have a little... I think they deserve a decent burial. They are from overseas. I and... actually got upset, actually. You know, I get a little upset. Because... Well, no, when you say upset, you mean like, oh, man, one of my fucking cockroaches is dead. I exactly. paid $6 for that. Exactly. <laughs> what do they cost? I paid $6 for six. <laughs> oh. <laughs> That's and they didn't hiss, so I got, uh, I guess I got a defective batch. You need to get your money back, because they hit, They not only did they not hiss, they croaked. They croaked. I see there's a turtle migration coming up. Those fuckers are turtles. I saw that they, they said, here's the procedure. If you, if you see a turtle in the road, stop your car, get out, <laughs> put it on the other side, grab it by the side of the shell, not by the tail. It could scare them. You know what? How about I keep driving, and uh, if he's lucky, he misses the tires. I'm not going to fuck with a turtle. People, animal lovers are, are interesting. They, they, they really think you're a shitty person if you don't really go out of your way. I don't... I, like, I mean... It's I, like the person that calls you up to do pest control, but they don't want you to hurt the animal. They don't want you to kill the animal. And they don't want you to get him on the tool board because that's in you. Well, why don't you go fuck yourself? So I said, keep your, keep your shit. I do what you said. Your shit and do it yourself and see what happens. And then they'll call back and go, please kill everything in, in this house. In my house, <laughs> including the bitch that told you not to do that. Is there a bomb you can set off? That's nuts. Yeah. Please don't hurt the rats. Like the Indian guy told me, you come and fuck up my house. I said, I'll fuck up your house. I'll fuck up your family. Fuck up my house. Fuck up. Oh, fuck up. Fuck up. You used to come up and fuck up my house. This is a fuck up your house. I'll fuck it up for nothing, man. Next exterminator, Larry is up. Thanks for being here. Thanks, Pat. Thank you for listening to New York City Crime Report. <laughs> Find out how to get extra content and bonus material from this and other shows. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Check it out. Support New York City Crime Report. Go to patreon.com slash NYC. Show's over. Nobody's listening. But I wanted to read an email to you, since we're both here, that I got from the Congo. Hey, Pat. Just been listening to your episode with Mick DeFlo, and you mentioned that you thought you might have a listener in Congo. Well, funnily enough, I am currently in the Congo, the Republic of Congo, whilst listening to it. He says, point noir. I have been riding a motorcycle bike around the world for almost five years. Now, that is an excellent way to spend your time. I'm not going to lie. I'm envious. And, uh, and for four of them, I've been listening to your show. That's amazing. Uh, four years of this, uh, that's that's almost the whole damn thing. Uh, I might be responsible for some of the weird outlier locations that you have seen downloads from over the years. So you might see some downloads from the Democratic Republic of Congo and Angles in the coming weeks, assuming I can find internet a long way. Anyway, thanks for the podcast and the laughs over the years. 
Really appreciate it. Nick. That's Nick in the Congo. In the in the in the Congo. There's a guy listening to me in the Congo. I uh what can I say? Watch out for apes. And uh, you know, uh thanks for taking the time to to write that out and, and let me know you're there. Also, uh I mentioned that uh, we would be talking about the the furthest away listener. He's not. You would think Nick in the Congo might be it, but it's not. James Johnstone of Perth. Or as I say it there, Perth. And uh, he sent me a very nice email. And I'm not going to read the whole thing. But uh, not not right now. But uh, he's officially the listener who listens from the furthest away. And uh, you know what? He might be far in distance, but he's close in our hearts. <laughs> and thanks for your support on uh, Patreon.com. Jim, I really appreciate that. Also, Matt, uh, you, you supported the show for two years, uh, and that's about as long as we've had it up. I think it is. You it came on really early, as have many of the people that I'm going to list. Uh, and I'm just going to read some names here. And the thank you is implied. I'm going to give one big thank you at the beginning and read some names. Kevin McCandles, Aaron Keating, Keith Phillips, uh, Michael... Uh, Carbajal, Jim Polk supports on Patreon. Doesn't listen when he's not on the show. Still supports. Thanks, Jim. Uh, Jerry Hannafin, and my man back in the volunteer, Alan Abel. Thank you for your support. Cal uh, Prof, Kyle Prof. He's one of the very, very early supporters. Uh, Kalen Dozier, uh, Michael Ricardo. You contributed a lot. Thank you. Andy Corkle, also down in Australia. Thanks, Andy. Hope to hear from you soon. Robert Marino and John P. Morrison, two early, early joiners to our Patreon.com campaign. Thank you, guys. And Robert, I hope all's well a few miles up north. Uh, get a hold of me sometime. Marianne Vito not only supports the show, but drove six hours to see my wedding. Jesus. I wouldn't drive six hours to see my wedding. And she even bought uh, and brought a really cool gift a lovely lovely blade and it's a it's a treasure uh thanks marianne uh lee reslock charles fraser fraser uh playing magnanimous kelly argon thanks for your generosity and support appreciate it kevin hind on board since uh, january 2015 kevin hind you have provided a very nice bit of financial backing for new york city crime report and I hereby thank you personally for your contribution. It is considerable. So thanks, Kevin. Uh, and uh, same goes for uh, Max Amster, who I have met personally. Good to know you, Max. I hope that you are, uh, you know, happy and having a great weekend. And I hope you know you're welcome anytime. See some live stand-up here in New York City. And uh, you're also a welcome guest at Kumia Studio, where the truth is still true. Any Monday night at 7. Not Memorial Day. It's closed. Hey, Will Bozarth, you're a good man. Thank you for your support. Uh, and I want to just, you know, speak to uh, some newer contributors here. Anthony Loman, or Loman, uh, thanks for the links, and thanks for your support. And uh, special of the month will be up very, very soon. Clayton Kennedy, thank you for your support. Amber Conger, and Metal Skits, all of you, great people. New York City Crime Report fans, better than most people. 
you know this to be true. Uh, and so, and, and I seriously appreciate the uh, the financial support. Now, uh, Craig Barton, who knows a thing or two, and not only that, but gets the word out on the daily. You are the best. Thank you, Craig. Uh, and uh, good talking to you the other day. Uh, Gold Access supporters. Okay. These are a few people who listen, love, and, and support the show. And I can't thank you enough. And here are their names. Brandon Moss, Zimzam, uh, Double Z, uh, Richard Hyanga, Ray Hitson, and uh, Chris Manakmal. Correct me when we talk. Uh, David Gomez, Alexander Buckley, and uh, Kyle Rupert over in, in the uh, heartland of the United States of America. Thank you, Kyle. Tom James and Scott Quinn. Uh, I look forward to interacting with you guys on Patreon and, and uh, a new uh, upgrade here. New tier, the inaugural $10 and up uh, supporter, $10 a month. And up. Uh, it's a Ben Gale. Thank you, Ben Gale. Uh, rewards will be negotiated and finalized very soon. Until then, please accept my humble gratitude. That is the uh, first class upgrade tier, ten dollars a month, and it's it's going to be a good one. You'll you'll be interested. I think you'll be interested. I'm talking to you now, and also you, Ben Gale. Thank you. And I kind of a special thank you to Rich Lockney. Uh, not only for listening and supporting, but for helping me fill out my information on the back issues and track down some of the old classic episodes. I believe you're not autistic. I do. But if you were, you'd be damn good at it. And uh, again, thanks, Rich. Uh, and uh, I, I want to say uh, a special uh, kind of a uh, note of gratitude here express that uh, for my very first supporter on patreon.com the very first and still supporting uh michelle rondelay you have been a great supporter for a long time i appreciate it and sending good thoughts your way on the west coast i hope it's a sunny day where you are and uh finally let's see i want to thank <laughs> finally a huge Huge supporter of New York City Crime Report. We uh, we really we should have to change the name of this program to the Ray Schneider's Crime Report. Uh, hey Ray, Ray, uh, your uh, generosity, support, and friendship is like a rich, creamy salve on the itching, burning rash that life can sometimes put on you for no good reason. And uh, you're truly one of the best guys I know. Thank you, Ray, for your friendship and uh, and for your support. Hey to Alex in D.C. Uh, hey, man, thanks for the spaghetti sauce. Uh, you, you come back to New York, what can I say? We, we could eat that stuff six, seven days a week. Uh, it's my favorite food on the planet, and I'm not kidding. Another longtime listener, Jay Scenario. Uh, uh, hey, it's always good chatting with you, and I'm glad you're still around listening to the show. All this, I mean, it's been a long time. It's been years. Thanks, man. Uh, and I've had too many guests to call them all out by name. I want to say a couple of thanks. Uh, thank you, Gavin McKenna, for doing uh, for doing the show. You appeared on this uh, for several very popular episodes. Thank you for doing it, Dustin Chafin. You're just a cool motherfucker. You're a great guest, and I will see you around the clubs and uh, have fun on TV. Uh, Michelle Eskenazi, the bail bond queen, 
Uh, good person to know. <laughs> and thanks for your, uh, um, you know, thanks for your for your uh, fun times on the show. Uh, always good to see you, and on the Compound Show as well. Polly Mosens from Bloomberg, uh, an entertaining presence, and a dude. People always enjoy her shows, and they always comment about it. I'm gonna get her back. I'm gonna get you back on, Polly. Uh, Esther Koo, you dress up any show you're on. Thanks for coming, and uh, for a couple of episodes recently. Uh, hey, Clayton Fletcher, always a pleasure, and uh, <laughs> one of the kindest guys I've ever met, and a family man, uh, which I respect. I don't want to do it, but I respect that you want to do it. Uh, and speaking of family men, Al Martin, one of the greatest. A uh, guy who, uh, I, I've worked more for Al Martin in this city than anybody else. Thank you, Al, for all that. But also, thank you for appearing on the show and uh, <laughs> lending your voice to uh, New York City Crime Report. Uh, Marissa Rivez, who, uh, I don't know, what can I say? She uh, She's a great guest, uh, knows everything there is to know about UFC, and a uh, fun person. Also, thanks Tony Tudor. One of the best joke writers I've ever seen. Uh, you're a good guest. And, uh, man, you make me laugh. Gil Valley, Cannibal Cop. Well, this is something. I, I'm lucky to have gotten to meet you, and I'm glad we're friends. Uh, your book was amazing, Raw Deal. And I never would have thought, back in 2012, that we would get to hang out. What a treat. What a fucking treat. Mark DeMeo, one of the best. Thanks for being part of the show for the last six years. Uh, hope to work with you again soon. Uh, my very good friends, J.R. Havlon and Vic Henley, who make me laugh. These guys make me laugh more. You make me laugh harder than I've ever laughed. I know I'm shifting who the fuck I'm talking to here, uh, but part of the deal. <laughs> hey, thanks for a bunch of great episodes, Nate Fridson. We miss you here. Chris Laker, one of the first guests back in 2011. And you've been great on every episode. So uh, I'll see you again soon, I hope. Hope you traveled safe back from Cleveland. And uh, how about the subway hero, Joe Lazito? Uh, you are the inspiration for this show. You're a man of determination, grit, and good humor. And I'm lucky to count you as a loyal friend, and I hope that uh, the next episode we do on Compound doesn't make you throw up. But I kind of hope it makes you throw up. Now, I want to express my sincere gratitude to a legendary voice. A legendary voice who has entertained so, so many people and has provided to me a means and an opportunity uh, to grow New York City Crime Report and continue to evolve in a televised form and, and, and paying me. I gotta say thanks for paying me for doing a show every week that's so much fun. I can't believe I get to do it. Uh, talking, of course, about Anthony Cumia. Thanks, Ant, for providing me with that killer opportunity and letting me do literally anything I want on compoundmedia.com. Uh, Keith the Cop, thank you also, sir, because uh, you have a hand in that. And also Garrett and John, who are total pros, and my good friend Ryan Katsu Rivera. Anything but a pro. But there's hope. And, uh, hey, you know, <laughs> develop impressions that people know. <laughs> and not Asian versions of uh, the guy who does Crime Report. It's the best. Thanks, man. 
Uh, and you're welcome for me discovering you and uh, bringing you into this world. And and uh, I want to say uh, thank you, Hank Gallo. The last real uh, newspaper man, Hank Gallo, for lending your voice and your humor to the show and for always letting us know when it's over. I don't want to go on and on about this last one, uh, so I won't. But uh, I just want to say I will never be able to repay my wife, news or Mandy Stadmiller, for the fun, laughs, and joy that she, slash you, Mandy, uh, have brought uh, to my days on this planet. And uh, you have my gratitude. And I, I know that I've probably forgotten somebody. And if that's you, I'm sorry. Write me at patdixonnyc.com. Uh, I'll get you on the next one, can I say. Uh, this is the 300th episode. And I don't ever do shit like this. But, uh, you know, I did this time. That's it. Uh, so thank you. Thank you. Uh, Thank you personally. Thank you all for listening and letting me continue to fill your ears and brains with jokes, and musings, and dumbass observations about crime and life every week. It really is my favorite thing to do, and I'm going to keep doing it until I drop dead. Hope you have a great weekend. Thank you for listening. New York City Crime Report. Is it over? <laughs>